For those with severe back or neck pain, there are two viable surgery alternatives. So, we're discussing artificial disc replacement versus spinal fusion. Our guest, Dr. Dami Aluide. He's an orthopedic spine surgeon with Dignity Health. This is Hello Healthy, a podcast from Dignity Health. Thanks for listening. I'm Joey Waller. Hi, Dr. Louis Day. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is a great topic to talk about. Absolutely. Great to have you on board for it. So first, why might someone need artificial disc replacement or spinal fusion? So generally, the main reasons we intervene for spine is when you have what we call a radiculopathy, which is a fancy way of saying pressure on nerves, causing pain, numbness, tingling, or some level of dysfunction to your extremity. Oftentimes, that also comes with neck pain if the pathology is in the neck, or low back pain if the pathology is in the low back. But generally, some kind of nerve issue that creates dysfunction that needs to be fixed. And what typically causes that? So that varies based on a number of things. You can have pathology from soft tissues, most commonly a disc. That can occur from an injury. That can occur from repetitive work. It can occur from genetic component. It can occur most commonly from wear and tear. Basically, we don't think about this much when we don't have pain, but as we use our backs, our necks, our bodies in general, it's basically that they're working every day. You know, It's like you have a whole bunch of employers in your body. They're all trying to keep up with the workload you give them. So just wear and tear can also cause the same thing. Great analogy there. So what symptoms specifically may mean it's time to have back pain looked into? What's sort of the line between bearable back pain that would likely not mean there's a spinal issue and something more serious like what you were just alluding to? So in people that have what I call actual back pain or actual neck pain, meaning that the pain is primarily in the neck or the back, if there was an injury or something that occurred, you know, I usually say give time. So I look at the trend. So let's say your pain started off and we like to use pain scales. So let's say the first day you have a pain, the pain was about an eight. And two weeks later, you can look at me and say it was a five. And two weeks later, it's a three. The trend is basically telling me that it's getting better and it doesn't really necessarily need my help or anyone's help to help it along. Some people, their pain will be associated with some of those radicular symptoms or nerve-mediated symptoms I was referring to, namely the burning sensation, the tingling sensation, the numbness, the weakness. That is more concerning, and I would say you should at least see someone to investigate to make sure there's not a more serious issue, because that might mean there's a nerve component to it. Gotcha. So what are the basic differences between disc replacement and spinal fusion? In terms of what people care about, the biggest difference is the implant that's going in. And when I say implant, I mean the tool that's being used to repair that disc space. In a fusion, the implant we're putting in is a non-mobile, meaning it's a static, does not move tool. And in a replacement, it's a mobile tool to try to replicate what your disc was doing before. Now, the biggest misconception that I see in my practice is people think one is better than the other. And I think that's a misconception. They're both great options. They both work very well. And the indications for one over the other varies based on the patient. Cervical disc replacement were made for a very, very tight group of people that had purely disc issues without any other bony issues. 
to address them or give them the option to address without fusing them. So they're both great options, but the biggest difference is the disc replacement still has a mobile implant. And so in terms of, to use your terminology, what the average patient would care about, what are the benefits of the one procedure versus the other? So the biggest benefit of a fusion is it's tried and true. I mean, we've been doing fusion since quite literally the early 1900s. It's been around for a while. It works very well for decompressing and stabilizing the spine. And the biggest disadvantage of a fusion is that over time, it can put a little bit more stress and strain on the levels that are next to it. We call it adjacent segment disease. The way I explain it to my patients is, for example, in the neck, you have seven vertebral bodies. So I say you have seven workers. And let's say one of them gets sick. And due to that, the factory stops working because everyone is paying attention to that worker. You have the option of shorting down the factory and letting the person recover, or you can send that person home and the other six people get back to work, which means your factory keeps running. Now, obviously, those six people are carrying the workload of seven, so they do get a little bit more stress and strain to them. That's kind of what I like an infusion to, is it gets you back functioning, but the work that needs to be done, namely the movement that your neck did before, is shared by six instead of seven people. With a disc replacement, the biggest advantage is that last point I just brought up is, in theory, you're putting a mobile segment back in, and that allows seven people to keep functioning in your neck. And obviously, that sounds great at face value, but again, the key to remember is the right indications. Are you a right person for a disc fusion, or are you a right person for a disc replacement? And so, speaking of which, what more than anything makes you diagnose one as being better than the other for a given patient? Who's a candidate for one versus the other? I think some people have put it together from some of the things I'm saying. So if you come in with a purely disc issue, meaning that at the level of your neck we're talking about, there's no arthritis, meaning that your facet, your bones, everything is lining up appropriately. There's no major issue in the bony aspect itself, and it's purely a soft tissue, aka a disc issue then I'll say a disc replacement or fusion, either or, is a candidate. And in that situation, I would lean more towards a disc replacement because you do get the added benefit of retaining a mobile segment. And there's been a lot of research that shows in terms of the goal of surgeries of decompressing a nerve, both a fusion and a disc replacement achieve that and achieve that successfully. And the other extreme would be someone that has a lot of degenerative changes, which is a fancy way of saying wear and tear and arthritis. In that picture, usually there's some bony component to what's creating pressure on the nerve. So if I was to take just the disc out and put a new disc in, that doesn't give me the opportunity to address the bony component, which means you might still have some residual pressure on the nerves. So someone that has a lot of arthritis or a lot of bony disease, I would recommend a fusion because that allows us the opportunity to address both the disc and the bony component of the pressure. The other things to think about is in people that have a lot of arthritis, when you put in a disc replacement, that segment still moves. And a lot of people don't think of it like this. What causes pain in arthritis is when the bones are rubbing together. Basically, you've lost the cushion that was there protecting those bone ends. It's one away or it's gone for some reason or the other. So the bones are rubbing. So if you have a lot of arthritis and someone puts in a disc replacement, your facets, which are the names of the bone, can still move and rub and create a lot of neck pain. So in people that have both a disc issue and a degenerative or arthritic issue, I tend to go towards a fusion because there's their component of arthritis that can still create pain after a disc replacement. So what's meant when it's said that there are 
various levels of the spine and can discs be replaced at any of those levels? We can talk to, we're blue in the face as to the history of disc replacements. We've tried them of various sorts in various parts of the world, in Europe and in the States, in the neck and the low back primarily. Very little indication to no indication to do a disc replacement in the thoracic spine, which is the mid-back, because your rib cage stops you from any significant motion there, so it doesn't apply generally. In the neck, we talk about the subaxial neck, meaning from level C3, which stands for cervical level 3, to C7. And in the low back, lumbar spine, from L2 to S1. So could you put a disc replacement anywhere in the back in theory? Yes. Where is it indicated for? From C3 to C7 in the neck and from L2 to S1 in the low back. A couple of other things. First, can a previous fusion be revised or reversed by replacing a disc? So in life (laughs) and in medicine, you never say never. So I'll say yes, it can be. But the indications for that is extremely, 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 extremely rare. And part of what I said earlier should kind of explain this. Let me elaborate. Is It's more common to see people go from a disc replacement to a fusion. So it's more common to have a disc replacement be revised to a fusion. It's very rare to have a disc fusion be revised to a replacement for two reasons. The first being, if you were to have a fusion in the first place, you most likely had some kind of degenerative condition or arthritic condition that led to your surgeon choosing a fusion over a replacement. Let's say you're the person that didn't have a lot of that and someone does fuses you. By definition, the bone ends are now fused or very close to being together. Because to achieve a fusion, those bone ends have to basically touch and become one. Can I go back in there and break it apart? Yes. And put a disc in? Yes. But then you have bone ends that are not congruent, meaning that they're not perfectly aligned anymore, that are rubbing together and could then cause the same neck pain or back pain in that patient. So I would advise against it. It's possible, but there will be very, very rare indications. It's more likely to go from a disc replacement to a fusion. So be it replacement or fusion, what quality of life benefits, improvements can patients expect after the procedure? The biggest thing to know is they're both great options, and it just has to be patient selection, meaning that if a fusion is done for the right reasons, patients will love it. What do I mean by that is if you have nerve-mediated symptoms, meaning you have pressure on the nerve, cause a numbness, tingling, weakness, or some sort of dysfunction, when you decompress, which both those surgeries do, when you do a disc fusion or a disc replacement, part of the surgery is to decompress the nerves. So by doing that, there's usually significant improvement in the level of pain, numbness, tingling that a patient has. Some people will make an argument that a fusion has a little bit better tendency to help with neck pain because you're stopping the components from moving. But disc replacement can also do the same thing because you're creating a congruent alignment of those joints. So generally, the one thing I tell my patients is nerve-mediated symptoms are the most reliable to change because that's the main goal of the surgery, to decompress nerves. Then neck pain, depending on the reason you're having the neck pain, is also a good expected thing to change. But apart from the disc and the bones that we talk about, the ignored aspect of the muscles and the way we use those muscles. So another thing I coach my patients on, and relevant of which you choose, there's a muscular component that you also have to pay attention to and rehab to get the best prognosis. Gotcha. Well, folks, we trust you're now more familiar 
with artificial disc replacement versus spinal fusion. Dr. Damia Louis-Day, thanks so much again. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. And for more information, please visit DignityHealth.org forward slash Bakersfield forward slash ortho. Again, DignityHealth.org forward slash Bakersfield forward slash O-R-T-H-O. Now, if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social media. And thanks for listening to Hello Healthy, a podcast from Dignity Health. Hoping your health is good health. I'm Joey Wall.